Hey there, welcome to the Metro Minute, where if you're looking for the best practices in public schools, you're in the right place. Hello, Melissa Baker here, the Executive Director with the Metro Bureau. We are so excited about today's conversation. We had an amazing webinar presentation on Thursday, October 12th on the Inflation Reduction Act. We called it Show Me the Money. It's out there. So sorry, we need to put a little Jerry Maguire reference in there. Um, but seriously, the money is out there. And today is a great follow-up to that presentation with one of our presenters, Jesse Nelson with Baker Tilly. So welcome, Jesse. And to start with you, I'd like you to introduce yourself if you could and share a little bit about your background and professional experiences. Great, thank you very much, Melissa. Really appreciate being part of the conversation. Uh, yes, my name is Jesse Nelson. I'm a certified public accountant and partner with Baker Tilly. Uh, Baker Tilly is one of the top 10 accounting firms uh, in the country with Michigan offices in East Lansing and Southfield. Uh, our firm works with school districts in a variety of areas including being tax support services uh, for the Inflation Reduction Act. Uh, I've almost got uh, two decades of experience working in capital finance, uh, being a certified public accountant, and working with school districts and local governments uh, in all sorts of different areas. So again, just appreciate the time and excited to talk about this topic. Great. Well, thank you. You know, um, we're going to do a kind of a heads on or big picture kind of approach today to the Inflation Reduction Act, also known as IRA. So I might go to that abbreviation as we kind of have our conversation today. And so first of all, like I would like for you to share with districts why this legislation is so important to Michigan school districts. No, it's a fantastic uh, question. Uh, just some background, just as you said, the Inflation Reduction Act or IRA uh, is federal legislation that was actually adopted in August in 2022. And then we had more of the regulations and more rules coming out that makes it a hotter topic. But the big reason that this is important to school districts is that it's providing millions of dollars for school districts that are considering clean energy projects. Uh, and we'll get into that into a little bit more as we go into the conversation. But to be aware of this, you know, prices are up as far as construction, uh, looking for options to do that. Obviously, clean energy and sustainability is a big topic that a lot of school districts are looking at. And then as we get into our conversation, the Inflation Reduction Act really brings some great opportunities and it's something that all school districts should be aware of when looking at these types of projects. Right. So when I was a superintendent, I was lucky enough to do a lot of um, construction uh, projects in South Lyon. And so one of the things that I would be asking, what are some of those eligible projects that could be utilizing these IRA funds that are out there? No, perfect. Uh, so some examples that are more, you know, going to be more tuned to our school districts are geothermal, uh, solar energy certain air conditioning projects. If you're replacing or adding uh, some air conditioning units, there's some different components that are eligible in there. Uh, electric vehicles are also eligible along with electric vehicle charging stations. Uh, obviously each of them have their own different aspect where they fall in the tax code. Uh, but if you're looking at improvements, you know, think clean energy, think sustainability, uh, that's the type of projects uh, that the Inflation Reduction Act is looking to assist. So I guess I have two next kind of follow-up questions. Kind of what's the system that's in place, you know, to get to these IRA uh, funds to dis for the distribution of these funds? And then how long does this last? What's the duration of the law currently as it stands? No, those are excellent questions. So the Inflation Reduction Act, again, is just we're not keep in mind this is federal tax law. So we're not talking uh, anything sp Michigan specific because it's federal will apply to all governmental units across the country. And the Inflation Reduction Act is using the tax credit system. 
Uh, and, you know, it's when we think about tax credits, that really hasn't been a big um, value to school districts because they don't pay federal taxes. And so a tax credit really didn't bring a whole lot of value. One of the exciting things in the Inflation Reduction Act for governments is basically what they did is it's still running through the tax credit system. Uh, but now governments can participate and that they can turn those tax credits into essentially something more of a reimbursement. So just uh, an illustration or just uh, maybe an example of a situation is a school district could construct a $1 million solar field. So they needed $1 million to construct that improvement or asset. Uh, and then they may be eligible for a 30% tax credit. And what that would mean to the school district is then they would complete the solar field for $1 million. Uh, they would file the form with the federal government along with everything with the Inflation Reduction Act. And then if they had that 30% tax credit, after construction's complete, they would receive funding or a check for $300,000 for completing that project. Uh, again, that's just a simple illustration. Uh, it depends on each individual project, but just to illustrate what that could potentially mean using that solar field example. And then the other exciting thing about the Inflation Reduction Act uh, is that the law presently runs through 2032 as it stands today. Uh, so these are opportunities that could be available for the long term over that period of time. Most of the tax credits are available for 2032, uh, but there are some individual tax credits that expire earlier, depending on your type of project. So it is important to, you know, like those improvements that we talked about earlier, know what you're looking at and see how that fits into the act. Uh, but the good news is, is that overall, most of the credits are going to run through 2032. Wow, that's exciting. That's exciting for school districts. So you used a 30% uh, reimbursement example in the last question. Could you provide an overview about how the direct pay tax credit um, system kind of works for all of us? Yep. Again, uh, you know, it's a federal tax code. Uh, the bill itself is three, 732 pages, so I certainly won't do it justice. But just as you get a right outline is uh, we want to give big picture, give an idea of what we're looking at. So once a school district is going to complete an eligible project uh, and those eligible costs, they start at what a 6% base credit. And then you can actually add to that credit percentage uh, if you meet some requirements or you follow the different aspects that are within the law. Uh, so one example would be if you started at 6% and then you followed the prevailing wage and apprenticeship requirements that are within the act, that can move you up to a 30% tax credit. So once you are at 30%, uh, there's additional adders that include if you hit the domestic content requirements, uh, if you're an energy community, uh, environmental justice adder. Uh, we have a chart at Baker Chili that kind of adds to these items. And so basically, you can start at 6%. And again, if you meet the different requirements that are in the law, prevailing wage and apprenticeship domestic content, uh, you can significantly add to that percentage, meaning that your reimbursement is going to be higher for that project. Now, while we have many adders to the tax credit, there are some items that can reduce the tax credit. Uh, the two main examples being the use of tax-exempt financing. So again, going back to our solar field illustration, uh, let's say we did a $1 million tax-exempt bond to fund that improvement. Uh, that would reduce the credit by a little bit. And then also we do have some domestic content requirements that are gonna be taking effect over the next several years and if for some reason we're not able to meet those requirements in our project, uh, that could reduce the tax credit as well. Uh, so anyway, coming all the way back around, we're starting at 6%, and then we've got to look at each individual project, and there's good opportunities to move that tax credit higher. So I now know enough uh, 
not even to be dangerous, I think, but I've learned so much between the, the webinar that we did previously and today's conversation. Um, but it does seem that we may be touching on federal tax code um, and some potentially um, complicated items, you know, that might come into play. So how does a school district properly evaluate the IRA project itself? Another great uh, question and bringing that together. And, and so an improvement project itself, uh, we prefer looking at what we call the team approach. And I always like to look at a system, you know, I'm here and I've got an idea and I want to get to the end. So how do I get there? Going back to your question, you know, so at the beginning, I think you've really got to rely on your construction professionals. Uh, hey, we're looking at a solar field, geothermal. Maybe we're going to look at some electric vehicles. You know, what are those types of improvements? And your construction professionals need to give you some information on what's the estimated cost to construct those assets. Uh, what type of um, different uh, effects could we have in our operations? Will it reduce our electricity costs? Will it re uh, reduce our heating and cooling? Could it possibly add to it? You know, because at the beginning, we've got to understand what we're going to pay and how that's going to affect our operations. So once you have an idea of what those items are, then the next step is to talk to your tax consultant. Uh, the tax consultant basically has to take a look at that project that you're looking to do. Uh, they've got to take a look at those estimates, uh, costs that have come from your construction team, and then they need to feed you information back, letting you know what tax credit you could be looking at. Uh, there are costs uh, in capital projects that may not be eligible. Uh, you do have to have costs that are going towards the energy property. An example of an ineligible cost would be building a fence around the solar field that's not producing energy. And as I talked about earlier, we do have a tiered system uh, to reach that total tax credit amount. So your construction team's giving your costs, they're giving your operations, your tax professional needs to come in, look at that project and give you an estimate or idea of what you could be looking at as far as Inflation Reduction Act dollars if you go forward with that project. Then the next group, which I think is pretty important uh, to these items is to check with your bond attorney uh, asking the question, what can you do when you receive the Inflation Reduction Act funds? I think this is especially important if you're gonna be using a tax exempt bond issue to fund these improvements. Because uh, I kind of mentioned it earlier is one of the things we gotta keep in mind is that the funding is really coming on the back end. We have to construct the project, file for the tax credit, and then we're gonna receive the funds after construction's complete. So our legal professionals can really help us out to answer the question, um, hey, if we receive this $300,000, do we have to use it towards improvements? Uh, do we, can we put it in the general fund? Does it have to go to certain places? Again, when looking at this total aspect uh, and a review, we need to understand, okay, what are we going to pay? What does that mean to the Inflation Reduction Act? What money are we looking at? And then our legal professionals are going to tell us what we can do with that money once we've received it. And once we've received all that information, we can make a good decision whether this project makes sense for our school district as well. So uh, that's why I think uh, a team approach and, and having these different professionals look at the project brings a lot, uh, a lot of value uh, so that you know exactly what you're looking at and what you're trying to accomplish. The team approach seems so important, including planning up front um, for what can, can occur. So I appreciate that. Any other key items that you think are important uh, to share at this point? Certainly. I, I think we touched on it earlier, uh, and we've got a couple other times. We've got to remember that the Inflation Reduction Act is using the tax credit system we're running into federal tax code. Uh, so while we certainly want to give you know the key points, which we are in this discussion for understand, we need to understand that also going through it can be complicated. Uh, the Inflation Reduction Act has several requirements. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, the prevailing wage and apprenticeship. 
so that means you've got to have proper record keeping uh, with the construction professionals on the job, and you've got to ha have those items reviewed. If you want to go for the domestic content review, you've got to follow the law and the rules that are in the, there to do that. So there are a lot of nuances and items and different rules that we've got to follow when doing these projects. The other thing to keep in mind is that these federal uh, or these tax credits are subject to federal audit. And so it's possible when we receive the check, the IRS wants to audit our project to make sure that we did everything to receive those funds. And so record keeping is going to be very important that we have that file ready to go. And we can easily back up that, yes, we did the solar project, we received the funds, here's all our record keeping, we filed the rules to do that. So a uh, great opportunity, we just need to make sure that we're following everything we're doing, we're getting the documentation ready to go and having everything lined up. So any other closing thoughts that you have, Jesse, on this topic for us? Yeah, I think when talking to uh, school districts and governments across the country, uh, the big thing that comes out is that the Inflation Reduction Act may be a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity uh, to receive some major funding for these types of projects. Uh, obviously, we know laws are always changing, and these can, things can always come to fruition, or they can be gone the next day. Uh, and to be, have these dollars available to get your geothermal, your solar systems, your electric, electric vehicles, just an incredible opportunity to put that together. I think the other thing that really stands about the Inflation Reduction Act is it's not a grant uh, in a way and that we're not competing for a fixed dollar amount. I don't know if grant's the right word, but the point is that, you know, we're not looking at a set number of dollars. The tax credits are based upon a percentage of the eligible cost of your project. So the larger your project, the more eligible costs. And if you're able to make that tax credit higher, you know, we could be talking hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars that's going to be available depending on your type of project. The other thing I want to keep in mind is obviously uh, our focus is on school districts, which makes perfect sense. Uh, but these tax credits are available to all governmental units. Uh, all of us have a lot of networks out there. You may have contacts at your city, your township, or your county. And so it's very important to us uh, that we spread the word and that someone doesn't complete this project and then leaves this funding behind. Uh, I think that would be disappointing, uh, just not having the knowledge and not receiving that uh, funding. So. Anyway, I think that's the biggest thing. It's a big opportunity. Governments can now receive reimbursements on these tax credits, and we just want to make sure to spread the word so that we don't leave any dollars on the table. So thank you so much, Jesse, for your time and this valuable information. Our goal, as always, is to help districts keep money in the classroom. So please know that the video of our webinar on the IRA is now available at our website at www.metrobureau.org. So a final Jerry Maguire quote, Jesse, I'm so glad we had this talk. And as always, take care all and do what's best for kids. Thanks so much for learning with us on the Metro Minute. This cast is powered by K-12 Media, always keeping schools communicating with their communities. By the way, we'd love to see your comments or questions on this cast. Be sure to hit the like and subscribe button so you're always notified of our up and coming episodes. Don't forget to visit our website at metrobureau.org if you're looking for anything in public education in southeastern Michigan. We're so excited to see you next time for the Metro Minute.